Hello everyone, and welcome back to a new season of Two Dudes Doing Trivia. I'm Oda Tuttle. And I'm Bonesaw. Today we have one minigame for you, followed by some rapid fire, which we can get into a little bit later. The minigame this week is called Three of a Kind. We have three clues, and each clue has the same answer. Yeah, I'm really excited for this week. Uh, really happy to be back in a new season. It's been uh, a little bit of time, but uh, I'm feeling feeling good about this one. Uh, the three of a kind will be good. We tried out some uh, offline questions, and uh, we really like the format, and we hope you will too. All right. How about I start asking first? I am okay with this. <laughs> okay. Your first question in three of a kind. In southwestern Yukon, you will find what highest mountain in Canada and second highest peak in North America? That's your first clue, which also has the same answer as this next clue. Wolverine is his superhero name. What other name does he use, which is the same name as the 2017 final installment of the Wolverine trilogy? And your final clue. The captain of the San Jose Sharks since 2019-2020 has this first name. That is a really good question. Um, so I'm very confident in the answer, and I wouldn't have been unless you gave me the Wolverine clue, which is crazy because I know nothing about comic books usually. Um, but that would be Mount Logan and Logan, and I think Logan Riley is probably the hockey player. Oh wait, no, Logan Couture. Who the, who's Logan Riley? You got it. We got three Logans, so if anyone missed that, it is the same answer for all three of those clues, sometimes a little bit more obscure. And a little thing about Wolverine, according to the lore, he was born in Canada in 1832, and his birth name is James Howlett. So Wolverine is a superhero name, and Logan would be his alias. Oh, very interesting. All right. Next, three clues. A handheld game first made by Parker Brothers in 1978, included 11 buttons with embedded LEDs in a red plastic housing on which you could play six different games had this name. The next clue, a medieval Welsh legend that appears as a half-demon sorcerer in DC Comics is also the title character of a BBC One series that premiered in 2008 and is also Wart's educator in the 1963 Disney film Sword in the Stone. So we're talking about a Welsh legend that appears in all sorts of media. And finally, a Northern Hemisphere bird classified as Falco columbarius, with the males having a distinct blue-gray back. So what word can relate to all three of those clues? Okay, so I already forget what the first clue was, but I think I'm confident in saying Merlin is the answer. Merlin is the answer. So yeah, that handheld game by Parker Brothers was called a Merlin and you could play, I think it was tic-tac-toe and like a couple other games that you can play with 11 buttons. Oh, that's great. I've never heard of it. Me neither. Um, what drove me to this actually is Merlin from the 1963 Disney film Sword in the Stone. Probably one of my favorite Disney characters because he's super wacky, you know, and there's the wizard's duel against the magnificent, marvelous Mad Madam Mim. It just... Just stuck with me ever since I was a kid, Merlin did. No, that's great. And uh, I'm a bit of a dilettante ornithologist these days, and Merlin makes an app for uh, for bird calls. You can get the app Merlin on your phone and listen to a bird call, and it tells you with very high precision and accuracy what bird that is. Oh, nice. I've been using BirdNet for that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Merlin would have to be my favorite uh, falcon, obviously. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. Three more clues. For one answer, same answer for three clues. Here we go. 
the Italian name for any one of the three hold wheat species spelt, emmer, or einkorn. Although, in English, sometimes we just ignore two of those species and we use this word to just say spelt. It's an Italian word. Next clue. The last name of the investigative journalist who won the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for Public Service following his or her reporting in The New Yorker about Harvey Weinstein's sexual abuse. And finally, the archipelago that is 320 kilometers north-northwest of Scotland, or halfway between Norway and Iceland, or 1,350 kilometers away from Denmark. What word links those three clues? I believe you are talking about Ronan Farrow, the Faroe Islands, and I guess Faroe is a type of wheat. Yeah, you've never had Faroe? Uh, I probably have. I just didn't know it was called Pharaoh. I probably yeah. called it one of the... I'd probably call it spelt. spelt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like an Anglo. <laughs> um, so the Ronan Pharaoh clue, I had a mutual friend of ours on the mind recently, Jennifer, and I was thinking of asking it in this way. So on the subject of Woody Allen's marriage to Soon E. Previn, this journalist said, quote, he's my father married to my sister. That makes me his son and his brother-in-law. That is such a moral transgression. Do you think you could have got it off of that one? Um, honestly, I am aware of the sort of behind-the-scenes scandal there, but I haven't read too much into it, but uh, I think I would have got it based on Faroe Islands alone. Oh, nice. Okay. Good to know. You wouldn't have called it the Hebrides or Orkney or one of those? The Inner Hebrides? No. <laughs> okay, hit me with your three of a kind. All right, Odetetl, you've got a perfect score to live up to here. So I've got three threes of a kind for you. So a three of a nine of kind. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. First question, first set of questions. This is a type of aquifer test where a volume of water is added or removed from a well and the rate at which it returns to equilibrium is measured. That's your first clue. The second clue, this type of ammunition is a single projectile that is fired from a shotgun, typically used for large game. And your third clue, it's the general term for any shellless terrestrial gastropod. That would be a slug. Nice one. I've never did... heard of this water test, aquifer test. Did you uh, get a little nervous on the first two clues and then the third one breathe uh, a sigh of relief so... there? When you said shotgun and then you said large game, what I was thinking was buckshot. And I'm like, the buckshot aquifer test doesn't really add up. And then as you were saying the thing about the land mollusks or whatever they were, I yeah. was like, could those be called buckshots? And then thought for a moment, it's a slug. I know what a slug is. I've seen a slug. <laughs> yeah. So um, buckshot, the shot implies that in the shotgun, there is like multiple pellets. Oh, Whereas right, right. instead, if you replace that with a single projectile, it's called a slug. Gotcha. All and right. then um, one of my first tasks as a freshly graduated engineer was to do slug testing in Northern Ontario at a gold mine. And you basically take a whole bunch of water and you throw it down a well and you measure the water level as it rises. And then it returns back to the, the regular equilibrium level. And the, the speed at which it does that tells you the hydraulic conductivity of the rock surrounding it. Oh, really? Really so, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that, that one's a, a shout out to our hydrogeological friend Mark there. <laughs> Okay, your second set of three questions here. This type of low head dam is a barrier across the width of a river that alters the flow characteristics of water and usually results in the change in the height of the river level. Clue number two. It's the last name of the Canadian golfer who won the 2003 Masters Tournament. 
and clue number three on a navigable canal this is the waterway that f allows flow to bypass the lock system in order to provide a path for excess flow preventing the overtopping of the lock so before you got to the canal clue, I thought you were, we were talking about a lock, and then you said lock three or four times in that question, so it's clearly not lock. Okay, so... That would be bad trivia writing That would be I bad, that. that would be bad. It would be a little bit too cheeky for me, but uh, I digress. So, I think you're to defeat me in three of a kind, because I actually don't have an answer for you. I'm not sure. Okay, the Canadian golfer is the only Canadian golfer that's ever won the Masters. He is the first left-handed golfer to ever win the Masters, and therefore the first left-handed Canadian golfer to win the Masters. Mike Weir. Mike Weir. That's what a Weir is. Oh. That's what a Weir is. Okay, nice. I, I know this name, actually. Uh, cool. And what an interesting other pieces of trivia there. Okay, cool. Well, I will not forget Mike Weir. Yeah, so there's uh, the weir that goes across a river is usually called a step weir, and it's like it holds up one side will have a higher elevation than the lower side. And then where I grew up near the Welland Canal, we always had a weir that went through the center of our town because if you closed the locks on a canal and didn't have a weir, the water would just pile up behind the lock and flow over top of it. So you have to have a backflow area for the water, a place for the water to go. That's awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then your third one. I actually didn't plan this, but I have another golf clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to have two comic book things. I didn't realize it until I started yeah. reading it out loud. <laughs> but that's all right. Sometimes that's the way she goes. All right. Your first clue is in the golf room. Ernie Ells, the golfer with the second most wins on tour for a South African behind Gary Player, goes by this nickname due to his imposing stature, but fluid golf swing. The second clue for you. This 1986 neo-noir romantic thriller starred Dennis Quaid as a police lieutenant investigating the murder of a local mobster. And your third and final clue, the most popular theory for how New Orleans received this nickname is from Betty Guillaud coining the term to contrast how different the city's lifestyle is as compared with that of New York. New Orleans. Okay, gotta focus on New Orleans here because I can't even picture what Dennis Quaid looks like and then picture that person I can't picture in a movie. But I do know that Jack Quaid, his son, is in a show called The Boys. It's a good show. But that's uh, neither here nor there. Okay. Hmm. So basically, your this round for you comes down to, do you know the nickname of the city of New Orleans? That's what I'm working on. So let me think about <laughs> New Orleans. Okay. Laissez les bons temps rouler. Okay. Is that something? In, uh, let the good times roll. No. Um importantly is the final clue i've given you is that the term contrasts how different the city's lifestyle is with new york thank you for for directing me okay so new york must be the city that never sleeps so let's call it the city that always sleeps that or is hilarious sleepy new orleans <laughs> Um, I forgot that New York has like 14 nicknames. Um, I was trying to point you towards the Big Apple. Ah, the small uh, grape. New Orleans is it... known as the Big Easy. Uh, what? <laughs> the Big Easy. What's, uh, how is that in contrast with the Big Apple? Shouldn't it be like the, I don't know. the easy, the, or like the, the small, <laughs> the small tomato or something? Like, uh, yeah, I guess if you're going to take it literally, but no, it's, uh, that's just the way, um, oh, okay, the cool. way that many, many, many people refer to New Orleans. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry for uh, the tough questions there. Um, I Even like the 1986 neo-noir romantic thriller, I didn't actually know that movie. I kind of shoehorned that one in, but I figured you might know. No, no, I know some movies. Not that one, but some. Yeah, um, <laughs> more than me, that's for sure. Oh, that's great and not too hard at all. I loved it. 
um going into rapid fire you are a you have a two-point lead so rapid fire for those who are unaware very simple you know easygoing trivia questions with a time limit and we're just going one after another today's episode we're looking at 15 questions in two minutes and 30 seconds so tight time to kind of get your head growing and thinking about these trivia questions yeah so i guess um there's two ways we can do it. Either you can ask first again to keep consistency, or it could be like curling and then you get the hammer because I scored most recently. You know what? I want you to wield that hammer and why don't you go first then? Uh, okay, sounds like a plan. Let me just make sure I have two minutes and 30 seconds on my timer. And I am ready. Okay, I think I'm ready to for season two, episode one's first ever rapid fire. I think I'm going to hone it in. Let's do it. In three, two, one. Name either of the two teams that competed for the 2022 Stanley Cup. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Correct. The first Disney park built outside of the U.S. was constructed in what Asian city? Beijing. Tokyo. Virgil and Wyatt Earp's famous gunfight near the Old West city of okay, Tombstone. Correct. What building, the Temple of All Gods is the oldest intact structure in Rome. The Parthenon? The Pantheon. Ah! What is the air control call sign for any U.S. Air Force craft that is carrying the American vice president? Uh, Air Force Two. Correct. Who was the leader of the Canadian New Democratic Party from 2003 until his death in 2011? Oh, boy. It's a jack. It's a... Uh, is it a Jim? Jim Flaherty? Jack Layton. Ah. Movable flaps on the trailing edge of a plane wing that are used to control the plane's roll are called what? Pass. Ailerons. Mm. What is the South Korean word for a show where an entertainer records or live streams themselves consuming large quantities of food? Mukbang. Correct. What is the alcoholic component of the drink Fuzzy Navel? Peach schnapps. Correct. What late dad rocker would do anything for love, but he won't do that? Meatloaf. Correct. In the Mazda RX series, what type of engine does the R denote in its name? Really combustible. <laughs> Rotary. <laughs> On March 28, 1979, a partial meltdown occurred at what Pennsylvania nuclear facility? Oh, I wanted to remember this for so long, Pass. Three Mile Island. Three Mile Island. In what building does a papal conclave occur, the process of electing a new Catholic pope? Pass. Sistine Chapel. Oh. What revolutionary wrote the handbook titled Guerrilla Warfare? Uh, Robbie Rogers. Che Guevara. What Spanish explorer became the first governor of Puerto Rico in 1509? Uh, Juan Ponce de Leon. That is correct. And that is your questions with 15 seconds to spare. Whew, that was so much fun. Wow, good Ooh. to get back into a trivia. Yeah, getting back into the hot seat. Okay, let me just tally these up quick. All right, Oda Tettle, your tally is in, and you got 7 out of 15 on our first episode back from break. Less than 50%. Um, and that puts me at a total of 8 correct answers today. So that's not great, but let's see how well you do against me. For sure. Um, I'd like to talk about a couple of these answers first, specifically that you had Pantheon and Parthenon in your head for sure, and you just grabbed the wrong word. 
So what is the Parthenon? The Parthenon's in uh, Athens. Oh, God, but that's yeah, painful. <laughs> I, I tried to structure that question in a way. So I said, what building the temple of all gods? So if you went back to your Latin roots. Pantheon. Um, pan and Theon. Pan being all nice. Theon, the root of theology. Um, but conversely, having got that wrong, I wasn't sure if you were going to know who competed for the Stanley Cup this year. I mean, at time of recording, it's still happening, but good on you. Uh, was it luck? Was it osmosis? Was it? No, I don't know, but thank you. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, I felt like Jack Layton was within your reach. You had Jack, 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 Jim Flaherty. Jim Flaherty, which I just Googled uh, while you were tallying those up, was a previous finance minister in Canada. So yes, Jack Layton, super popular figure in Canadian politics, not 10 years ago or over 10 years ago now, um, mm-hmm. but just couldn't come up with it. Yeah, um, unfortunate. I thought the last two questions, uh, Che Guevara would have been the easy one and Juan Ponce de Leon would have been the difficult one and you got them the other way around. So uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I didn't come up with Che Guevara, but what did the, okay, do you know who I, do you know who I said was my answer? Do you recognize that name? Robbie Rogers? I don't know. Robbie Rogers. Um, Google in progress. So Robbie Rogers was in the Revolutionary War, the America's Revolutionary War, um, and he led a group of rangers, a famous group called Rogers Rangers. And I, the only reason I know any of this is he was in a show called Turn Washington Spies that I watched a few years ago, and he was kind of teaching how to do guerrilla warfare, and he like wrote a book about fighting enemies and everything, and I thought, well, as soon as you asked that, I actually thought I it was a slam dunk. Like I was like, I, as if he's asking about Robbie Rogers. <laughs> uh, so a little sad, but... Uh, yeah, look him up. He's very interesting. I certainly will. Um, the Sistine Chapel. So in, the, in a papal conclave, um, traditionally, all of the cardinals get together and they vote for a pope. And if they don't come to, I don't know if it's consensus agreement, but if they don't reach their like um, level of agreement that's necessary, is, they burn all of the votes. And that's why people that are outside of the Sistine Chapel, if they see black smoke come up the chimney, like Fumata Nera, that means there was no pope elected. But then if they do elect a pope, they send white smoke up the chimney and all the people around in uh, uh, around the Vatican know that a pope was elected. Nice. Okay. So it looks like, and I just, as you were saying that, I also looked up, so the it's a two-thirds supermajority vote to elect a new pope. Interesting. A, a supermajority being a specified level of support greater than the threshold of more than one half used of a... I don't actually understand that at all. So it's two-thirds <laughs> of a supermajority vote, and listeners can Google it if they want to learn yeah. and piece together what the hell that means. Sometimes uh, people got to Google for themselves, too. Yeah? <laughs> and then, yeah, the last thing... Uh, was the the rotary engine uh the mazda rx series of this rx 7 8 and i think there's a 9 as well it's the most popular car of all time that used a rotary engine uh it's also called a wankel engine uh because a guy named felix wankel was the guy that invented it and apparently yeah it's uh equivalent power or equivalent torque from an engine but it's smaller and causes less vibration so that's but why how they is used that it. different than a combustion engine well, it is a combustion engine. It's just that it doesn't have pistons. It has a, a piece that rotates inside of another piece. So it's like a rounded triangle that rotates inside of a big cylinder. So the whole engine is essentially the piston rather than having separate pistons where the combustion happens. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. Hmm. All right. So I scored 13 total. I No, I didn't. I scored only eight total. Uh, going to be very easy for you to beat with a head start of plus two. 
So let's get into the rapid fire. So we have, again, 15 questions in two and a half minutes. I have my 15 questions in front of me. Are you ready to start? I am ready to start. You are ready to start, and I'm ready to start. So let's start in three, two, one. Who sang in a 1983 song, Uptown Girl? She's been living in her- Billy Joel. Correct. The Atlas Mountains are found on what continent? Africa. Correct. Virtue is the only good is the main tenant of which school of philosophy, one adherent of which was Marcus Aurelius? Uh, pass. Stoicism. The name of M&M Candy stands for Mars and what other last name? McIntyre. Murray. How many furlongs are in a mile? 16. 8. What team made four consecutive appearances at the Super Bowl from 1990 to 1993? Oh, why do you gotta do me like that? Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the struggling, correct. The struggling radio station WKRP and its staff Cincinnati. are... Cincinnati. Correct. Who is the only Canadian woman to win the Nobel Prize in Literature doing so in 2013? Oh, I'm a bad Canadian. I have no idea. Alice Munro. In film, a subgenre of 1930s and 40s romantic comedy that satirizes love shares a name with what type of baseball pitch? Curveball? Screwball. In Eddie Money's signature song, he asks that you pack your bags and says that you'll leave tonight. Why? Um, I can hear it. Pass. He's got two tickets to paradise. Oh, of course. In which South American country is Dutch an official language? Suriname. Correct. What French word refers to the browned bits of food in a pan after it has been roasted or sautéed? Fond. Correct. What is the mechanical property commonly described as a material's amenability to being drawn, for example, into wire? Ductility. Correct. Notable for carrying Charles Darwin around the world is what ship with the name of a small sundown? The Beagle. Correct. Also known as the Festival of Spring, or Colors, or Love, is what Hindu festival that celebrates the love of Radhakrishna? Um... Pass. Holy. And that is all your questions with 15 seconds left. Man, 15 goes by faster than 25, that's for sure. 15 definitely goes by fast. Let's tally these up. The score is in. And Bonesaw, if you did not even do the first part of this episode, you would have me tied. So you have eight in rapid fire, plus your two original one would be 10 total. 10 is a greater number than eight. So congratulations. Back on top for season two so far. So, uh, Buffalo Bills right out the gate, four consecutive Super Bowls, and as you're obviously aware, um, but for our listeners who don't identify with Sporty Spice, they lost all four of those Super Bowls, so it's almost always overshadowed that they made four consecutive Super Bowl appearances is overshadowed by the fact they lost four consecutive Super Bowls. That's a sad story. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And I grew up in a Buffalo Bills supporting area of Canada. And I was fortunately not old enough to see that uh, disappointment, but I am made aware of it all the time by my friends that are not (laughs) Buffalo fans. Okay, here's another little Buffalo Bills tidbit. Maybe you know this. But because the Bills had never been in the playoffs for 16 years from 2000 to 2016, 
Um, it's the longest playoff drought in all four major North American professional sports leagues. Wow. It's kind of uh, not to just, maybe that's a bit of insult to injury a little bit, I guess, since this is such a team you like, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Yeah, fortunately, I'm, I'm not much of a football fan anymore, so I wouldn't be that insulted, but uh, if you've got any more salt to rub in my sports wounds, we can talk about uh, my other bad teams. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> so um, Alice Munro won the Nobel Prize in Literature. I think she's a poet. Um, it's kind of strange how the Nobel Foundation kind of marks what country people are from, but um, for those curious... 28 Canadians have won a Nobel. That's eight in chemistry, including Ernst Rutherford of uh, the Bohr-Rutherford diagram fame. Um, he happened to be working in Canada when he won his award, so I guess they count him. So eight chemistry, six in physiology medicine, two piece, two literature, six physics, and four economics, which is not a real Nobel Prize. I mean, for those that don't know, you're not saying that as like an insulting thing to economics. It's actually Thank like you, separate yeah. from the rest of the Nobel yes, Prizes. Yeah. It's like a Nobel funded adjunct prize in economics or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, yeah, the Nobel Nobel Prize sponsored award in economics. It's just not called the Nobel Prize exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so fond, when you're roasting or sauteing food, it's, the, you know, the brown pieces of food kind of left over. Bonus trivia question. What is it called when you use stock, water, or wine in a hot pan to loosen up and dissolve the fond? You would be deglazing your pan. That's right. Deglazing, releasing that flavor that you'd already cooked up and concentrated, and perhaps more importantly for some, makes it a lot easier to clean pans after you're done cooking. So just start That's deglazing right. your pans, people. I mean, it's the best part. Charles Darwin sailed the HMS Beagle at 22. He was told that he'd only be away for two years, and he was gone for five all around the world. It's a long trip. For sure. Yeah, the uh, the Beagle, HMS Beagle, that's just one of those things that no one ever really needs to know, but I just remember it for trivia purposes in case it comes up in like 2DDT rapid fire. <laughs> My question about Holy, the Festival of Spring, I was convinced, I was almost certain that you would be saying Diwali, and I'd go, gotcha, it's Holy. Um yeah, holy well, the festival of spring. So funnily enough, I was trying to think of the word Diwali um, <laughs> because that's what I thought the answer was. And I couldn't even come up with that wrong answer that you were trying to red herring me into. So you know how you once told me that um, liking the, off the office, the American version of the office is not good enough to build your personality around. So I definitely <laughs> I don't remember seen... saying that, but I agree <laughs> with it. <laughs> I have seen that Diwali episode of the office 10 times in the last, I don't know, couple of years. So it's always like Diwali is always on top of mind for me. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> so I, I guess I actually just played myself on that one because it was so far, you know, out of field there. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And welcome back, like I said earlier, to the first episode of season two of Two Dudes Doing Trivia. If you have any comments, questions, if you've spotted any errors in today's episode, if there's trivia categories you'd like us to explore, we can be reached at 2dDTpodcast at gmail.com. That is 2, the number 2, dDTpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye!